Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. Episode number. (laughs) (laughs) I froze. I I don't know what to do. Welcome to episode 64. We're almost at 69. Almost. No podcast. That's been our goal since day one. Day one, yeah. Uh, Andrew, how's your week been? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we built a new mound. As you know. <laughs> I didn't build the You mound. didn't do shit. Neither did you. <laughs> no, I paid for it. You did pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a kind soul build a, a, a triple up mound. So we have some cool new things to throw off of. So, yeah, we have a, a, sorry, a dirt mound in the middle, two turf mounds on the sides, and they are perfectly made. So Solid. Sturdy. Sturdy, sturdy. sturdy mounds. Yeah, these, these should last a lifetime. Have you thrown a bullpen off of them yet? No way. No? Are you yeah. going to bring cleats? Are you gonna start throwing them dirt? No, you're, 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 you're too lazy. Yeah, you're too lazy because you don't want to fucking fix it. Yeah, that's a good point. I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, you know, I'm I'm personally never gonna throw off of it because I'm not. I don't want to clean it. I'm just kidding. Okay. How, how many bolts have you been able to get in without before you have to fix it? Like in a day. Um, Brendan said like three to four, and then redo three to four. I mean, redo. is this a tamp? Real quick yeah, he tamp. said quick tamp. He said, like, since the clay is so hard and, like, set, it's going to be pretty easy. Yeah, he said that the only things off. that are really going to give are, are – he said the the, um, the rubber area is not going to really give. It's just going to be, like, the landing. Right. So, Which is normal. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be very deep either. Like, compared to, like, big league mounts don't really get too too messed up. So We'll post a picture so everybody can see. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. And we got the Edertronic and the Trackman and the yep. clay mound. Yeah. Watch yeah. out! Another cage. We need a process. Oh, yeah. and, and, the, and the new cage is being moved potentially tomorrow. Potentially, <laughs> hopefully. Prayers up. Prayers up on that Prayers one. Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of good stuff going in the summer, so it'll be good. Mm-hmm. How many people do you think we'll have this summer? We're already booking. Yeah. Out, so. Reserve your spot now yeah. for Colorado and Arizona both. Mm-hmm. Going yeah. hot. Coming in hot. It's gonna be real hot. Yeah, we need a we need a oh, actually wait, yeah. we can probably handle more, more people now. Yeah. Because last last summer we were that cutoff point. Mm-hmm. We're almost literally at capacity. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully start. it should be a little bit better now we have two mountains. Um but then again, sign up quickly because yeah, it it, it can very quickly come to a shutoff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're interested, email yeah, pushperformanceaz9 at gmail.com. Please do not yeah, wait. Do not wait. So we got Coach Taylor here. What's up, Coach Taylor? Hi. Uh, Welcome back to another podcast. Another good podcast. Another guy. He hasn't been here what since episode 50, I'd say. Maybe 35. I was, yeah. in, I was in like three episodes ago. No. Yeah, he was. I've done one with Taylor. Did he talk on it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably, you're probably just spectated. Do nothing. He would never. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Taylor sits like this. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I That's his answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll chime in when I have something to say. Well, we ain't got much to say. That's why we're just talking bullshit right now. <laughs> structured plan. You per- you personally need to listen to the podcast last week. Yes, podcast was phenomenal. Julian last week. It. What was that one? Julian's. No, Julian just had, Julian had a great. lot of good content. All right. So there was one point. <laughs> there was one point. Where I asked Julian a question, Andrew did a phenomenal job explaining something. I go, "Hey, if you had this athlete, do what would you do?" He goes, "Uh, I refer him to Andrew." 
That was his answer. Because I, I let Andrew take care of it. I let Andrew take care <laughs> oh, of it. Oh, he did tell me. He comes out of the podcast. He goes, I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Dude, I got but, but seriously, like, the first, like, first, like, five podcasts are scary. Yeah. And I could tell because he, he does yeah. this. He does. He was, like, doing this thing. Like, this is staring at the mic. Right to that thing. Like, <laughs> well, I remember the first couple, like, it was, like, me, Brandon, DJ, and you. And we were, like, all sitting here. I was, like, all right, who's talking next yes, <laughs> yes. yeah 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 and the dj would be like all right andrew what do you got yeah yeah, like, yeah. You just go around in a circle yeah and there was like yeah. there was like pre-planning of like what they're gonna say yeah and then someone says what you were gonna say and you're like oh no oh my god i'm out of content i remember the first podcast i ever did i was gosh man that was probably eight years ago no probably longer than that 10 years ago this guy asked me to be in the podcast and i was super hyped and I took notes. I had like three pages of notes of what kind of stuff I would want to talk about. I didn't use the notes at all. And then, as you know, Ashton, yeah. I've off the seat of my pants. I'm way better than any kind of structure. I sound like a Not damn robot yeah. if I if I have anything laid out in front of me versus like just natural. So I, I literally sound I listened. I sound like a typewriter when I listen to that podcast. Like, damn, I suck. <laughs> Some people need like a couple pointers. Yeah. But- yeah. Nah. Like something to guide the conversation. Yeah. Just shows you that my true IQ. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> I mean, what's up? Dal- Dalton's back for his what's fifth happening? podcast. Fifth podcast. You feel cozy. Happy to be here. He's good. He's good. He's, he's the best. Find which Dalton we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton Carlisle. Carlisle. He's yeah. uh throwing strength slash throwing intern. He was former, a, former strength. Former strength intern. Hey, let's talk about that. How was yeah. your how was your strength uh internship, brother? It was really good. Uh I feel like I learned a lot about how to build the entire athlete as opposed to looking at them joint to joint. Um, I think we encompassed a lot of new stuff I didn't think about as much, whether that be like breathing techniques or starting positions, things of that nature. But I think it's all going to pay off next month when I take my uh, my strength and conditioning tests. So It won't. It won't. None of that will be on there. Yeah. The only thing yeah, yeah we don't <laughs> how, how many feet away? To be honest, how many feet away? Why is that the one everyone remembers? 36. How many feet away is the dumbest question? Three feet. Three feet apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got to be uh, two inches at least off the ground. Joe texted this morning, Taylor, and goes, because I sent you guys that chat, like, hey, what could we do to increase the client experience at Coach Performance? I sent, I sent every coach that chat. And Joe goes, get mirrors. I go, did fucking Taylor tell you to say that? Oh, that's sick. That's sick. We have one mirror. We have a singular mirror. Laying on the ground, not two. A singular, the like, door <laughs> mirror. It's not like a wall mirror. It's like one singular. It's, like, it's, a, it's a fit check mirror. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is. I mean, yeah. But that, that was Joe's answer. Grant's answer was get a sauna. But Joe's answer no. was no, it was Grant's. I said get a, I said get a hot <laughs> one. Honestly, I was thinking about it. A sauna would be very doable here and in Colorado. We, our gym is a sauna. It turns into a sauna pretty quick. I was going to say a shower. That's it. Ooh, like a locker room. Sure. <laughs> Maybe someone will be a shower. I mean, shower. At least one. Well, it would be in the shower. locker room. Shower. Sure. Well, you know how guys that go golf like right, right after this or something? Or just in the work, summer or... when guys are stripping. Yeah, and like especially the guys who like come in here after they like had school or something, they just smell horrendous. Well, yeah, you have like little lockers in there for like people to actually put their stuff in, so then it's not like in the gym. Yeah. Stay tuned. Locker room incoming. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like a sixty thousand dollar renovation of a building that we don't own. I do like that idea though. At least, at least a shower. I think that's a good start. 
Yeah, yeah, look at how much it costs. And then yeah, you can talk. Right. I'm like, I'm just thinking about the sauna idea. And like, we just maybe do a sauna over there. You know, cold tub, you know. Hose and provide towels. We have towels. Okay, then let's get a hose and just. You know, next era, next shout out. Thanks for the towels. <laughs> a tarp outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, but yeah. Um, what was your answer for increasing the client experience? Uh, oh, you didn't answer me. No, I, I did. Andrew never replies to anybody. No, he doesn't. He has, I texted you. No, you didn't. I, I'm not playing around with this joke because you didn't text me. Uh oh. I texted him. Prove it right now. What do you mean? You replied to me. We're talking about Cal. Uh oh, the receipts are go. coming out. Bomb, bomb, bomb. What should we have on video right I, now? So, I'm a people pleaser. I said, I think we've taken the right steps for athlete experience. I, I said, I don't think in house will, will, will ever be our issue. So, all right, he, he did say that. So, you, you ever seen those, seen those like Instagram videos where it's like, do you want to use your challenge right now? What <laughs> <laughs> challenge? Like a week is like, yeah, throw the challenge. <laughs> challenge <fight. laughs> you review it. Oh man, Taylor, what are you excited for to? this summer i know it's going to be pick up the pace a little bit soon i'm excited yeah i'm excited to get everybody back in the gym get to see all the college guys again um get to see some new faces um get lots of people to jump on the force plates see guys use the new mounds see the new cage set up like there's a lot of stuff coming in so i'm excited yeah, i'm excited to get all the guys back in town excited for it to be 100 degrees in the gym today or again so can't wait to get them out. Um, Blaine, Blaine Kinsley, Blaine Kinsley wrote me a message yesterday. He goes, "Do you put force plates in those new mounds?" I'm like, no, bro. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be. Like, I don't know. If we have to do. I don't know how we do that. You know, hey, or like, for what? We for what reason? Need, yeah, we don't need that. That'd be sick to have, bro. Sweet. Like, yeah, I don't think we need. Do you know like what to normal. do with that data? No. Yeah. I have no. Yeah. <laughs> That's another hire. That's no, another yeah. Yeah. hire. Yeah. We don't. We don't need that. No, I'll go back to school next year. Where do you think? Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what are you excited for? Summer. I'm not really excited. Still. Cancel that out too. Absurdly excited. So I guess I'm excited. What are you excited? So excited. I'm not excited. I'm excited for some of the guys who don't have to worry about Vero for the summer, and then we don't have to work. Like you know what I mean? Like spending the time on pitch design, spending the time on, uh, I don't know, just like the. I noticed with like pitch design, you can you can yield results extremely quickly from literally like one one to two sessions. Um, so I don't know. I, I love I, I don't know. I like pitch design sessions and kind of worrying more so about that than uh, than chasing velo all the time. It's a nice mix. Well, that's, that's, I mean, let's be honest. That's the money maker for facilities, right? Like, hey, we'll increase your velo or whatever. And first yeah. of all, if somebody's guaranteed they're increase your velo, it's bullshit. Like, yeah, it doesn't happen. Right, guarantees tough. Guarantees, guarantees tough. But like, yeah, you, you can take a, an average of athletes that have been in the door and increase the velo. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, and that's the nice part about like you can take elite level. I, mean, I think that's why we do so well in the pro season. Like, we can take elite level athletes and actually make really good changes to their arsenal. You know, like not everyone that not every elite thrower that comes in here in the pro season can get their velo. Like, we can't really promise velo to those guys. Those are really hard hard one to sell a lot, right? Like there's other, other qualities that we can improve and like maintain the like, et cetera, but arsenal and creating outlier pitches are, are much more doable. Um, especially when, when I noticed like a lot of guys, minor league guys aren't, like haven't had the in-depth coaching of like how to create good stuff. 
So, um, yeah, it's just nice to see. That's the super fun part about, like, last off last summer. It was, like, Nick Walsh said was another one. Will was another one. Um, just guys who, like, already threw hard, didn't really need to worry too much about, like, you know, hitting 95 or whatever, and just had kind of average stuff. And, like, we really had the opportunity to make their stuff really good. So, I don't know, just easy, easy one to yield the result, Bobby. Anyways, that was my little spiel. Pitch design's fun. Pitch design is fun. That's something I personally want to learn more of. I can teach you some stuff. Okay. We can, we could, I could probably use some uh, outsider feedback. My pitch design is the movement quality stuff, right? Where an athlete moves this way, let's try this, mm -hmm. right? And where I want to dive more into is like, I understand the track, man. I understand that. It's like, what are you truly are you looking for at ball release with the wrist, right? Wrist angles, finger release, finger pressures, stuff like that. Because I get grilled by my seven-year-old. Hey, Dad, how do you throw a slider? <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, like kind of like yeah. this. You know? <laughs> 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 Quick turn the wrist. Do this and turn the wrist. Yeah. Hopefully, right. we all right. right. So, you know, for me, it's just like the movement quality stuff dictates what their pitch shape is, but like manipulating that at, like to a deeper extent, right? For me. Yeah, you know, learning like the what are you looking on on the edutronic? I know, mm -hmm. I know the edutronic plays a big role in pitch design. So like, how you're looking at like the wrist, the fingers, all that kind of jazz. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I think the next step, like on my end, is just figuring out like what um, I don't know. Like if a guy has uh, like a really good changeup, a really good four seam, but like does not have the ability to um create like a i don't know some sort of downward action curveball slider thing kind of what changes need to be made there um but i don't know i think a fun one is like so aiden mcintyre is a cool one right because we just added a change up to his arsenal and it is absurdly good like it is really 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 good he, he couldn't big thing was with him was just like killing the vert off the change up um then we got that down like i mean it quite literally grades like <laughs> unbelievable it's it's, un, it's absolutely unreal but the next piece for him, like we were talking about his curveball, his curveball has always been pretty good, but like he cannot sweep a, or like cannot get a slider to go left. Like he makes it go left, but it turns into a slightly sweepier curveball. Um, so like next, next session on Friday, we're going to play with like, uh, I have some ideas of like, uh, I don't know, just, just propelling a cutter more to the left than a cutter. Um, so, so just, I don't know, nice blend for, for his arsenal. I think it can, you know, yield some pretty good results. It's fun. It is fun. Taylor. It's all very interesting. It's all very interesting. No, I don't know a lot about the pitching design stuff. NPC activity over there. Yeah. Yeah. Unplayable character. Yeah. You're like one of the AIs. Andrew, Andrew called me NPC the other day. Were you doing NPC activity? No, I was not. What was it? It was like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. He doesn't. It's when I was on your ass as usual. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Who, who calls somebody else an NPC? A lot of people. This gamer over here, big gamer. You call someone an NPC when you're you aren't an NPC. Yeah. NPCs yeah. can't call other NPCs NPCs. Right. That's so a fact. you're an NPC too. No. No, because he did the call out. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't dumb. like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> what game? What video game are you playing? Right Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite all the time, on a, on huh? On a PC? Yeah. Every day. 
I wouldn't say every day. I, I cut it back a little bit. Spend more time studying. But studying <laughs> for Fortnite. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> studying for making pitches throw better pitches and whatnot. What's your go-to resources? I sit on so I don't know if I can say this about the Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So I, I sit on baseball savant a lot, um, but you know, then you gotta. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, baseball savant's great. Um, and then uh, what do you look at on baseball savant? Trends in pitchers overall. I mean, baseball savant is is good, but like using utilizing other tools that you probably should talk about on this podcast are better. Um, but no, just uh, baseball sounds good. Yeah, you can you can get a, a really good idea of kind of trends in pitching, trends in what's getting hit hard, what's not getting hit hard, um, differences from one player to the next. Obviously, keep a, a good look on our guys, kind of see like one stuff is going well, one stuff's going bad. Biggest thing that I've noticed with our cats is they just leave too many pitches down the middle. So they need to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that one's not really on, on him. Yeah, baseball spot's good. Seeing changes, seeing what's good, what's not. What do you, what do you like, kind of look at on Twitter and stuff, baseball-wise? Uh, I love Codify. Yeah. I love Eno Saris. Those guys are good. Um, all the metric guys. Yeah. Um, pitching them is always fun to look at. It's just a fun day. Day. Yeah, it's just a slider. We see our guys on there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean hit 97 the other day. I know. That was pretty like, good. Let me hit 96. He did hit 96. That's a huge, that's a huge win for him. He hit 97 like Was your times. goal this offseason, Taylor, with Dean yeah. to increase Velo? Yeah. It's always the goal for him. Yeah. Yeah, goal this offseason was to get him moving, get him moving faster. Then we got kind of we got we got big. We got big last offseason, so we got him like super, super strong. And then we moved fast later in the offseason. So this offseason we just put more priority of moving faster earlier in the offseason. Um so we did a lot of like uh, velocity-based training, a lot of jumps, a lot of plyometrics, um, just making sure we were kind of Define moving plyometrics. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like box jumps is not considered a plyometric. I did in-service on this too. Yeah, we, pogo hops are considered a, a plyometric. A depth drop to a box jump is considered a plyometric. Anything with a short ground contact time or small ground contact time is considered a plyometric. Box so jumps what's are the not number? a plyometric. Ooh, is it like 0. 0.2? 0. 0.25. 0.25. Yeah. There you go. That 0.25 and under is considered a plyometric. Anything above that is considered a jump. Power movement. Power movement. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. You listened to no, that. Super so interesting. No. Go Taylor. I knew, I knew that. Already. Jump. I, I was like, I was, I was watching, I was listening to something and they were talking about that and you talked about that the other day. I was like, I feel so. Yeah. There you go. It's funny. Yeah. Start, I should start a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to the Velo stuff, like, Levy, that was our big thing with Logan, right? Um, what was the average Velo last year? It was kind of dead. It was, it was, it was like 91 something. Yeah. I think, I don't think he's thrown many pitches below 93 this year. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge, huge W. Right? That was his goal. Like you were saying yesterday, the difference between the sinker at 93, 95 mm -hmm. versus 90. 1992, 93 yeah. is a big difference. Yeah, it's like the it's just the bell curve effect is you know when you start like Hunter Green's fastball, like the biggest example, like when it's not a hundred, it, it quite it, it's like bad. But if it's a hundred plus, it 
is phenomenal. But so, I don't want to say the same thing with Webby because I think his like his shapes just make up for so much stuff. Where like he, you know he gives it more room for error. He gives yeah, he's a lot of room for error. But I, there's still like same with every pitcher. Like there's always that cutoff line where something can get hit much harder based off of you know from the curve. So what's the what's the major league average missed spot? Isn't it like twelve inches? Missed distance. Missed distance. Like 12 inches, something like that. Uh, I don't know exactly. Do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, like talking about command, command, yeah. So, like, but it's funny though, because, like, you like we talked to like Walker about it, right? And it's like, we say, like, yeah, okay, like the average is that for the average pitcher, but then you look at Kershaw, who has I don't want to say he has average stuff, but he kind of kind of does, he's quite literally the best pitcher of all time, right? But, like, a big reason. Uh, because like a big reason that that is because like his command is so freaking good. You can't afford a mess. It's like same with Keuchel. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't you can't afford can't afford a mess. Yeah, used to. You used to. <laughs> but but no, I I know not like <laughs> the slower like the slower you throw, the less room yeah. there you have. Yeah, especially yeah, if you don't have like these huge shapes and stuff on your off-speed yeah. and fastball. Right, it's like average miss distance average. I'm talking average yeah. miss different di- distance in baseball is 12 inches. That's a, mm. on, on each side. On each side. So yeah. when guys are missing middle middle, mm-hmm. right? That's when they get hit or the walks are going up or whatever, right? Um like that's why the velo is important. But then you also go to the point where it's like, all right, let's work command. Yeah. Right? So the command is like, well, what let's decrease your 12 inches to six inches. Yeah, yeah, we're going like, you're gonna miss actually focus on missed distances, yeah. What's the best way to train command? Train command. It quite I, I, mean, I literally just had something to throw to. Just go little league on him. Literally going little league. Yes. Like, I mean I think a big piece though too is I think there's a big change from from batter in the box to not. You know what I mean? Like we can have like there's dudes in here all the time who will just pepper spots nonstop and then you know they'll let's say they're sinker like Brett. Right, right, he gets in the box. Like his misses generally are arm side, um, and like he, he'll he'll he tends to miss more to righties and lefties. And it's obviously that comfortability thing. But I, then again, it's just like getting more comfortable in that situation, right? Like uncomfortable at bats, right? Um, but no, I think just tra- like training is like training anything. Just get comfortable being uncomfortable, and then like have an intention of of where you're trying to put the ball. That and then I think another big piece like is understanding what your shapes do. Understand, understand like what your pitches do, right? Because you know if you throw a sweeper, that is a hard pitch to land. You need, no, you need wait, to have how much how much break that sweeper is going to have. Right, know how much it is, and like you don't have to get weird with it. Like okay, the plate's blah 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 inches across. Like, well, my sweeper's blah 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 inches across, so I have to start it precisely here. You just like, got you know. to know where to set your sights. Yeah, you where to set your sights, and then yeah, I mean I think and that might be behind the batter, right? We have guys. Some guys, yeah. some guys say, hey, I'm gonna start this behind him. Yeah. Right. I guarantee you Kershaw starts his behind. Kershaw's got to start his curveball behind the batter. Yeah, or super high. Or super so, high, yeah. It's so steep, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I mean, what that's like throwing, What about throwing, like, other implements, right? Foreign objects. Yeah, I, I mean, I, one thing that we we haven't done here, but I know works well, is, like, using the, the command training balls. So, like, the I'm size of like footballs football. or softballs or light balls or heavy balls. Or, yeah, I mean, I think that, those are good. Sure, but I think the variance is too big. But I think like where there's where there's really smart small variance that that's like even more important. Where there's and I think like a piece of it is throwing the bad balls out here. I think that actually is valuable. Like throwing a really really crappy ball 
a, a slightly smaller ball, slightly lighter ball, right? One that's colored with blue and pink all over it. Um, <laughs> but no, like throwing, just throwing like, uh, you know, small variance changes in each ball, you know, there's a comfortability thing that comes with it. That's a big thing that I've been doing with like Prem is like his, his issue has never really been um, command, but, but being comfortable throwing from any position has always like, is always like a weird topic for him. Like he wants to have like the perfect mechanics on every throw. I'm like, dude, you need to give yourself some variability. Like do like get comfortable being, being uncomfortable. It's that, it's that simple. And like, and then again, like, then, you know, you, you move slightly different at higher intent than you do at lower intent. There's timing pieces that change. So yeah. I like that. I just, I mean, I just see guys, you know, around baseball throw, talk about throwing different like, implements, but yeah, it makes more sense to do that. Right? And then we don't have the command. Can you explain like what the command balls are? Yeah, so the command balls are slightly like I think they're yeah. There's other brands that make them as well, um, but no, they're slightly different. Wait, very slightly different. Like I think they go up to six and a quarter ounces um, and go down to four and a quarter ounces. And essentially, what it is is just like uh, there's small weight changes and there's small size changes of the baseball. Um, and it in uh, the way that I've used it in the past for remote guys when I was like training guys on my own um, was essentially just like hey. Have a bucket of them, keep them in a the bucket, pick one up, don't look at it, do it, don't do anything, have a spot that you're trying to throw to, and quite literally hit the spot. Um, and that, it actually like works pretty well. I think what I also used to do is I I'd have guys like have five ounce, six ounce, four ounce, just the weights, and throw them all in the same spot. Um, I know there's some data out, like, you know, if a guy if a guy tends to miss more arm side that you, you know, throw more six ounce, I, I don't know exactly what the what it's supposed to be. Or what what plays to what? Like if you yank balls for the four ounce, if you don't yank balls, you don't throw the six ounce, something like that. But um, I don't know. There's there's cool info info out there. But I, realistically, like I think the biggest ball thrower that we know is or had like in the past is uh, was one of the guys that I probably shouldn't name actually. But he's but he's gotten so much like his command has been unbelievable lately. It was really hard. He does look really hard. But no, and like the only, and I quite literally, the only thing we've really focused on was uh, just like finding starting points for every pitch that he throws. And it's been so good. He's walked one, two, and three laps. So, I remember yeah, his first slide. Hit Nick Edgar twice. Back to back. He goes slider inside. Mind you, so this guy, this guy sets up, uh, used to set up on the third base side. Throws a slider, arm side, and smokes a dude in the elbow. Next pitch goes 97 up and in. Same batter. Hits him in the wrist. Hits him in the wrist. And I was like, hey. Have that bat. Yeah, have that bat. Have that bat, bro. He hasn't faced him the rest of life. No. Yeah, he's, he's like, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. He's been good. The kid's been good throwing, but he's yeah. just, I'm going to get back in the box. I mean, that was also when he the first day he started. Yeah. Like, before he even that started working with us, that was like his day one day one assessment, essentially. Right? And the other, the other really good thing too is like just getting um having an understanding of like your release side like if you are really really uh like crossfire so if you come out like you release in the right hander's batter's box if command's an issue set up away from the right hand batter's box like give yourself the room to miss if you are a arm side misser give it give it like a really quick fix and be like hey now I can miss arm side and I don't have to worry about drilling the dude I I do that all. 
Yeah. I don't doubt it. Like right where I know where my miss is, so I'm gonna tee off on this side of the of the tee box. There you go. Right. But fix this. Yeah. Or if, when I was hitting, right, I I I get extended too early sometimes, so I'll just move off the play a little bit. I'll still got coverage. Right. Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. Just think. Just small adjustments. Some yeah. people just don't know how to make the adjustments. Exactly. Yeah. Where it takes like rather make adjustments like pitch to pitch, it's a game to game or. Yeah. Season to season adjustments like that. So yeah. just try to minimal. Uh, if I keep the adjustments minimal, minimal, and I'll be able to make those as quick as possible. What uh, what about you, uh, Dalton? What's up? What are you, what are you excited for this summer? Are you gonna be what here? what am I excited for this summer? Well, there's a lot of changes, right? We've already hit on a bunch of those, but I think for me, it's going back to the pitch design, and like we're talking about, aim small, miss small, right? So understanding like and we got into it a little bit with Aiden today but like where the wrist is at ball release whether we want to be flat with the wrist and pushy with something or we want to be a little bit more behind the ball how that changes the way the ball flies the way the ball is perceived um that's the type of stuff that fires me up so very pitcher answer there you, you were on the strength. You were on the strength side. Now you're on the pitching side. Well, you I mean, your mindset, brother. I mean, my mindset's always right. been make the whole athlete better, right? So strength is definitely in there. And if you don't got a guy that's strong enough to control his wrist, it doesn't matter how we tell him to move it. If he doesn't have the strength component there, it's going back to what we waste. always say, right? Andrew is an investment for parents. Yep. Taylor is a cost for parents, and that needs to change. That needs I to think change. It's the truth. That's what people say. Yeah. It's it's the truth if your son throws 95. If he doesn't throw 95, it should be the opposite. Yeah. So they throw 95 with throwing strikes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there always, you go. Right? Sure, then there's caveats to everything. Yeah, exactly. What? All right. Taylor, let's talk about this. Okay. What? I have my answers. What is a big reason movement quality rise that you see guys that struggle with command? Movement quality wise? Yes. Deficiencies, excess ranges of motion, decreases ranges of motion. I mean, I would, Have I would, see like, trend? not really. I mean, I would look more so at like, like just the athletes, like ability to know like where their like arm is at in space. So like athletes are like, getting really, really good at like, being overhead or like because like some athletes like you watch one athlete and like that conversation uh i had a conversation the other day like this is something that like more so i would leave to like the pitching coaches or the skill coaches like i'll take care of everything on the movement side whether the movement side has something to do with it or not i'll take care of everything on the movement side um make sure that they can get overhead make sure they're athletic overhead with like in different positions and then like and the plyo ball work, like whether they're drawing shapes on the plyo wall and throwing the different weighted balls or different implements or something like that. Like, I think that more so is going to be what will help with the command stuff more than probably what we do in the weight room. Now, if there's like a movement deficiency and the athlete feels like his arms all the way overhead and he's actually at like a low three quarters slot, maybe that's something. But, um, I just, I mean, I've seen like a huge, huge trend in that with one my thing, experience. One thing I noticed is like cervical. Range of motions and mobilities, or stabilities even. Of the right. neck? Of the neck, yeah. The upper cervical. And Keeping the head yeah. steady while the rest of the body moves The ability around. to have, you know, looking left, looking right, flexion, extension of the neck, right? Like, more control you have of that, or lack of control, plays a big role in throwing strikes, where you have guys 
lot of guys do get away with it too, like where they're just lateral tilting the neck, right? Mm-hmm. Like late yanking, not looking at the target, but the ability to stabilize the neck because whatever your head does, your body's going to do, right? Right. You, turn, you tilt your head to the right and then in a powerful movement, the right shoulder would drop. Therefore, the arm will be late and not get on top of the ball. Um, unless you're Tyler Rogers. <laughs> then you tilt, your, already, then you tilt yeah. your head and tilt your shoulder and Everything. lateral tilt. Yeah. And, you know, but, um, for absolute junk. For me, that's something I've noticed over the years training guys. It's just like, you know, band pull parts of the look goes a long way for guys pre-throw if they have decreased range of motion or a row with a look or, um, you know, a, a landmine press with a look. Some look variation with an inhale exhale goes a long way just to clear up space of, of the neck area. Any sticky parts within that yeah. shoulder get moved out. I'm working right? on that with one of our rehab guys right now. Um, didn't, didn't have issues throwing strikes ever, but it's just like he just feels very uncomfortable post-surgery yeah. and, you know, that, that first rib area, cervical area. Uh, upper thorax area. Just gunky. Just Feels gunky. gunky. Yep. So, and it's not throwing. It's, it's a non-throwing side also. Well, yeah. If your if your movement quality is shit, the rest of it's gonna be shit. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of what I what I've seen. But what questions you got today? What questions do I got today? This is the best part. This I'll is the Q and A. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we um, like we answer like a music. <laughs> No, I think for like, for like combining the pitching and the strength side, like we talked a little bit about it last time, disassociating, disassociating the hips from the shoulders is a big thing. Um, is there anything that you do, Taylor, uh, like VBT wise or, you know, band exercises that try and either increase the available ranges of motion for the disassociation? Like what are your like go-to three movements for, for creating hip shoulder separation? Uh, I would say. I refer to Andrew. <laughs> I refer to Andrew. No, I would just make sure like the first thing is making sure like the rib cage can move, making sure like the rib, like each rib can move and separate and expand. Okay. That's like the biggest thing. Cause like, if you look at like rotation of, if you look at rotation of, the thorax and of the rib cage, it happens in like you have three different planes, but it's technically all one plane. It's all rotation. And so you can make sure that each kind of rib can move individually. If it can laterally flex, rotate, flex, extend, that'll kind of clean up a lot of the rotation, like on the upper half. Um, but pretty much it's a lot of it's, I would say, like on the lower half side, pelvis side, like a lot of guys will come in and they have a hard time like controlling pelvic rotation. And for them, it's more so a um, more like a, just a motor control issue. Okay. But you got to make sure you got to make sure your pelvis can move unilaterally, bilaterally, and then make sure that your rotation flex extend and rotate, and then that usually cleans up. And then from there, it's just kind of a motor control thing, and then just getting so a lot of, over and over and over again. A lot of like three strap stuff. What's that strap? Yeah, like I love like like side plank hip dips, um, like forty five degree side bends, um, and then like what and then like what's that strap pelvic rotations? Yeah, one of my favorite. Okay, sweet. By the way, that was like the most Bill Hartman answer ever. Bill Hartman. It's not Bill Hartman. I think I can't even understand what he says half the time. <laughs> not Taylor, not Taylor. I'm talking about Bill Hartman. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but body works in rotation. True. True. When I said that in my end service as well. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's a DJ answer too. But I'm, not, I'm just kidding. That was a great answer. To that. 
I just think that's the biggest thing, right? If you can learn how to disassociate, get into a powerful, almost like sling position, and then be able to control yeah, yourself. I mean, out. You can do like isometric patterns too. Like you do like upper body reaches across, holds, holds the rack, right? And then you do pelvic rotations that way too. So you're working on disassociation and isometric up top, and then working repatterning down low, motor control. Like you said, the bottom head, uh, Brock do that a lot this offseason. He got yeah. much better. Well, yeah, you can use different, like, you can use, like, bands, you can use load, like, anything, like, to assist in rotation, to resist rotation, like, all of that kind of stuff. Like, the when more you, know, you rotate. When to resist, when you assist, to assist. When to resist and when to assist. Usually, if guys have really, really good T-spine rotation, I'll do more resistance stuff. If guys are really, really stiff and they need help getting into positions, then I'll do assisted. But I usually will do, I'll do assisted and resisted with people who have bad T-spine rotation. Whereas people who have like really, really good T rotation, they're just gonna be more stability than more rotation. So then I'll do more resistance stuff. Good answer is what I was gonna say. Good answer. character. Oh wait, actually that makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all loaded in there. Google on your side. That's why you're going. You got Google on your side. God. What other what else you got? Uh What's everybody got planned for the weekend? I like that question. Baseball. Baseball. Every weekend. Church and baseball, my two answers every weekend. <laughs> I don't really weekend. I don't really deviate from that. Going home. Going home. Taylor has a nice five day vacation. Are you gonna be okay without him, Andrew? No. I won't actually. Why? What am I gonna do? Talk to Eric. Oh. <laughs> 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 Eric's great. He hasn't been on the podcast in a while. I think Eric's like Julian, maybe a little gun shy. No, I don't think so. No, you don't I think, think so? it's different. I've never heard it said his episode called The Pizza Boy. It's literally the Pizza Boy. <laughs> it's one of our most listened to episodes. And really? Eric like talking. It's so funny. So Eric Eric gets the views and then we don't put him on the podcast? Well, it's like the most random episodes. Zero percent baseball. Mm-hmm. And those are the best episodes. I know. We should do an episode like that where we just don't talk about baseball. Oh, yeah. Huh? We're not talking about Fortnite either. I was just going to say that's what we should talk about. <laughs> we have to do another one where a coach interviews another coach. Ooh. I'm down. I'm down. I want to do one where I'm not leading the podcast. I don't like that. We've done, <laughs> we've done one where you we haven't been here. Yeah, that happened once. But it was... You did it, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think we did that like three times. Yeah, we did it a few times. Did, yeah. you, did you do a good job? Yeah. Yeah. Someone say better, but. Oh, if you're better, you're better. Guess what? If I, if I, if I, look at the views. Yeah, look at the views. Oh, more people know you than me, yeah, so. That'd be great. No. He said facts. He said facts. What? I'm not saying that in a bad way. Oh, I'm just true. saying it. You coach more people than I do. What are you doing, Andrew? I don't know. Um, what am I doing this weekend? Fortnite. Uh, yeah, Fortnite tournament Saturday. Nice. Yeah. Wow, we're in it. We are in Sunday. it. Yeah, it's from 11 to 4 a.m. Your, so. your wife must love you. Yeah, she Saturday nights is when she sleeps on the couch because I'm up. I'm up gaming. In your room? Gaming. You do that to your wife. Yeah. <laughs> One bedroom. But she goes to the couch? 
She likes the couch. Oh, okay. We have a phenomenal couch. I prefer to see one. Okay, that's fair. What is going on right now? <laughs> that's fair, though. Yeah. Phenomenal. Okay, cut. Dalton, what do you got this weekend? Uh, working on the golf swing. That's Ooh. about it. I don't know. I'm supposed to play Sweet. golf tomorrow with Walker. I don't know. Uh-oh. Why is golf so expensive? Because it's the way it is. It's just... It's a lot of. It gets cheaper in some ways. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, acreage you got to pay for. And yeah, water, and there's water. a lot of water. And a lot of water. It's a lot of water you got to pay for. We should all start playing pickleball together. So cool. I play pickleball every Sunday after church. Sunday Appreciate <laughs> that. You want to come this Sunday? Oh no, you're playing Fortnite. Pickleball. Yeah, playing pickleball by with Joe. Are you? Remember when you invited me to go? Sit. <laughs> <laughs> Sit. Are you there, good at pickleball? Um, no, I'm not that good. I'm still learning. Would you say you're good at weight serving? I would say I'm okay at weight serving. Because probably... good. Yeah, see, so now I was trying to get a, a weight. He probably can't Somebody accept that package. Oh, hold on. Um, <laughs> what were you saying? No, I was just trying to get an idea of like how good you actually are at pickleball. You, I, we both would agree that you're really good at weight serving. All right, well, good talk, guys. Go baseball.